your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 284 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Rangers are back in action tonight at 7 p.m. at home against the Washington Capitals. They'll be looking for their first actual winning streak of the season. I think they have a good chance of getting it, though, uh, primarily because they are going to be going back to Igor Shesterkin in net. And this is something that we talked about on yesterday's episode. Uh, the Rangers have been kind of toying with the idea of simply alternating between Igor Shesterkin and Alex Georgiev. And it's something that I talked about yesterday, but I think it bears repeating. I'm fine with a little bit of a 50-50 split. I'm fine if you want to go with a little bit of a hot hand approach, especially early in the season, as both Shesterkin and Georgiev try to stake their claim to being the guy in net for the Rangers. I do eventually think it'll be Shesterkin. But if you want to go with that approach of, you know, a little bit of a hot hand kind of deal early in the season, that's fine. What I don't like is the idea of simply alternating between the two goalies, which I think was an idea that the Rangers were toying with for a while there. Because if one goalie or the other stands on his head, has a phenomenal performance, the Rangers win the game one nothing. The goalie comes up with a 45-save shutout. Do you really want to go back to the other goalie in the next game? I think not. Now, Shesterkin, he didn't quite do all of that in this most recent game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but he was outstanding in the net. I mean, he really played well. He was one of the biggest reasons why the Rangers won that game, and to me, I think it only makes sense to go back to him for this game against the Capitals here, uh, give him an encore and see what he can do. And you know, it's not unprecedented for the Rangers even this season to do that, to kind of just ride with the hot hand. We saw earlier with Alex Georgiev when he shut out the Islanders in the second game of the season. He was right back out there in net for the next game against the Devils. So I see no reason not to continue to use that approach. And they're going to need both goalies. They're going to mix them both in and out. And I'm fine with using the first, you know, one-third, maybe even the first half of the season, uh, having a little bit of a timeshare and just trying to determine which goalie is going to be your workhorse down the stretch as you try to hopefully push for a playoff spot. So very, very happy to hear the decision that Igor Sesterkin will be back in net, especially when you consider that the Rangers will be off for three consecutive days uh, after this game tonight against the Capitals. The other noteworthy thing that we definitely have to talk about here is you guys probably remember something that happened with Mika Zibanejad the last time that the Rangers played the Capitals. That was, of course, last season. Feels like forever ago. But Mika Zibanejad absolutely just went off on the Capitals that night, scoring five goals. And I've talked about this in the past as well, but, you know, it's been a while. It's something that definitely uh, bears repeating here. The most impressive thing, or one of the most impressive things about that performance from Mika Zibanejad, you know, other than the fact that he scored five goals, is just the fact that Every goal was done in a different way. There was a deflection for a goal. He scored off a rebound. He scored with a one-timer. He scored on the power play. I think he scored on the penalty kill as well. So every different type of goal that a player could score, he basically got it in that game. And then, of course, he wins the game in overtime. Gets in on a breakaway, pulls the puck to his backhand, roofs it. Everybody goes crazy. That's back when there were actually fans in Madison Square Garden, the good old days. Um, but no, it was just a, a phenomenal performance by Mika Zibanejad. And it's one of those games where... You know, I think people around the league knew that Mika Zibanejad was a really good player going into that night, but that was kind of the game where he really put himself on the map and people really started to take notice, and it's like, wow, this guy's a superstar. And he actually led the league in goals per game last season. So uh, 
just, again, what else can you say? It was a phenomenal performance, and I know that Mika's off to a little bit of a slow start this season, but I do think he's eventually going to get it going here. Uh, you know, Kreider's starting to heat up a little bit. Pavel Buchnevich is off to a good start to the season. It looks like those will be his two line mates tonight, so hopefully those guys can get him going a little bit. And uh, he's been close. You know, there have been a couple of power play opportunities for the Rangers over these last couple of games where he's had some scoring chances from the slot, and either, you know, a, a defender will converge on him and prevent him from getting his shot off, or he just doesn't get all of his shot, or maybe it's not the most accurate shot that, that we're used to say, seeing Mika Zibanejad take. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, just hasn't quite found the scoring touch this season, but you got to believe it's coming, because if you watch these games, you can tell he's definitely getting closer and closer and closer. As of right now, it does not look like the Washington Capitals have announced a starting goalie for tonight's game. Obviously, the Rangers have with Igor Shosturkin, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but does it seem like to you guys that the Rangers tend to announce their starting goalie uh, fairly early and certainly earlier than most teams? It's something that I, I don't know that for a fact. I, it's just kind of a trend that I'm starting to pick up on this season. It's something I'm definitely going to pay more attention to uh, as the season progresses here. And look, it's great for us fans. I mean, we all want to know who's going to be out there, what the line combinations are going to be, the defense pairings, and who's going to be in net. But I don't know. Maybe play it a little bit closer to the vest. Maybe don't give the Capitals uh, multiple days to you know study tape of Igor Shesterkin. Just a thought. You know, again, it, it's great for all of us fans. I mean, we want to know who's going to be out there, but... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things that they don't have to announce it necessarily as early as they do. And we could debate how much of an advantage that gives to the other team as far as knowing who's going to be in net. But, yeah, I don't know. To me, it, you don't really gain anything by announcing your starting goalie early. We all love it as fans, but tactically, maybe the thing to do is, is to wait a little bit longer to announce whoever's going to be in net for your team in the next game. Wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? The Super Bowl is right around the corner, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner by going on Twitter and going to at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Once again, that is promo code locked on in all caps and you will get your sign up bonus. Hashtag betonline. We're covering everything you need to know about the Rangers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Something else I wanted to spend a little bit of time on today was the NWHL, and more specifically, the National Women's Hockey League suspending its season just one day before the league semifinals were due to be shown on NBC Sports. And the season is suspended due to positive COVID cases within the bubble. And this is obviously really unfortunate. It's a league that's been gaining some steam recently, uh, some tremendously skilled players in this league. And actually, the Connecticut Whale, uh, they play in Danbury, five minutes from where I live. So I... You know, obviously, you can't go to games this season, and they were all in Lake Placid in the bubble anyway, but at some point, uh, you know, if the pandemic 
goes away and and sporting events go back to usual and we can pack arenas, I will absolutely be going to check out those games uh, over at the Danbury Ice Arena here. But, you know, again, it's just really unfortunate because the semifinals were slated for today, Thursday, and the championship game was going to be tomorrow, Friday. The playoffs in this league, for those of you who might not be familiar with it, are single elimination, and we were going to have the top-seeded Toronto Six against the four-seeded Buffalo Buttes today, and also in the other semifinal game, the second-seeded Minnesota Whitecaps against the three-seeded Boston Pride. And I had planned on talking about it, the semifinal matchups and certainly the Isabel Cup championship game as well. Uh, The championship game was going to happen, like I said, tomorrow. Uh, We'll see if the NWHL is still able to play these games at some point, but obviously, just like with any other sport and just with life right now, uh, health and safety do come first. It's really unfortunate for the league because they also weren't able to determine a league champion last year. Uh, Their semifinal games took place on March 8th of 2020. Uh, The Boston Pride beat the Connecticut Whale 5-1 in one semifinal, and the Minnesota Whitecaps defeated the Metropolitan Riveters 1-0 in the other semifinal. Both those games happened on March 8th. The championship game was all set between Boston and Minnesota, and we all know what happened next. The pandemic was declared. The championship game was never played. And uh, hopefully at some point this year, again, fingers crossed, uh, we will be able to have the playoffs and get ourselves a league champion of the NWHL. And if that happens, uh, we'll definitely spend some time talking about it here. I would imagine most listeners... Uh, for the Locked On Ranger podcast here. Probably fans of the Metropolitan Riveters, uh, just the fact that it's in New Jersey, and I get the feeling we've got a lot of listeners from that area. Uh, But given that I live in Connecticut, yeah, Connecticut Whale all the way. That's got to be my team. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Connecticut Whale did not make the semifinals, and neither did the Metropolitan Riveters. So I guess uh, by default, I mean, I'm not going to root. If they have the semifinals at some point, Uh, You've got Toronto against Buffalo and Minnesota against Boston. I mean, I'm not going to root for a Boston team. That pretty much goes without saying. I guess Buffalo, since it's part of New York State, maybe I would just go for Buffalo. You know, why not? And they're the underdog team. They're the four seed. So go Buffalo Buttes if this league resumes. But uh, definitely going to be talking about it if that does happen. And it's funny because we actually were trying to get Colton Orr as a guest on this podcast. I think it's something that could still happen somewhere down the line. But... You know, I cast kind of a wide net during the offseason trying to find some Rangers to bring in for you guys and and just interview them on the show here. Obviously, we got lucky with Marty St. Louis, Tom Laidlaw, and Jason Strudwick. But one person that I reached out to, I actually reached out to the Connecticut Whale team to possibly talk to Colton Orr because Colton Orr is the coach of the NWHL's Connecticut Whale. And unfortunately, we couldn't make it happen, but it's not something that's been ruled out somewhere down the line. So... You know, maybe I'll reach out to him again at some point. We can get him on here, uh, talk about the Rangers, as well as the NWHL, and most specifically, uh, the Connecticut Whale. But we'll wait and see. And again, fingers crossed that this league can uh, pick up its postseason and do so safely and determine a league champion. Something else that caught my attention today that I really wanted to talk about is that the Rangers will host a women's game on February 28th and partner with the PWHPA. That is the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. And Madison Square Garden will kick off the 2021 Secret Dream Gap Tour. This also makes the Rangers the first NHL team to partner with the PWHPA. So that's obviously very cool. In the opening game of the tour, it will feature Minnesota taking on New Hampshire. And it will be the first women's professional hockey game to be played at Madison Square Garden. So very, very cool there. And we got a quote from John Davidson here talking about the event itself. He said... The talent level of women's hockey is simply incredible, and the Rangers organization is honored to host this game. We're excited to play even a small role in helping elevate visibility for the women's game. We all love this sport so much, and any opportunity the Rangers have to participate in its advancement is something we want to be a part of. It's a win for everyone involved. 
And that PWHPA game between Minnesota and New Hampshire is slated for Sunday, February 28th. So it's obviously going to be a really cool event, something that hopefully will be made available on TV or at least online streaming somewhere. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to watch that in one form or another. But JD really hit the nail on the head here. You know, I can remember uh, covering high school sports in New Canaan and Darien. And if anybody's familiar with the Connecticut area, Fairfield County, whatever it might be, you guys know New Canaan and Darien. It's kind of just a hotbed for high school sports in general. I mean, both towns are just like ridiculous at every single sport. But I remember uh, watching some of the girls' hockey games and going there to cover it and just being blown away by how good they were. And that's just high school. I mean, forget about actual professional hockey. So uh, yeah, this is obviously a really cool event. And not too many high schools in... Connecticut had girls hockey at the time, but New Canaan and Darien both did. There were great games between those two towns and some great games with some other towns as well. I'm looking at the schedule right now, and it looks like the Rangers are actually slated for a home game on that day, February 28th, against the Boston Bruins, but the Rangers start at noon, so I would assume that this game would be after the Rangers play and after they obviously take care of the ice and make everything safe as far as COVID protocols are concerned, but yeah, definitely looking forward to to watching that game uh, on February 28th. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. I thought we could have a little bit of fun here today and look ahead to the free agent class of next season. Now, on one hand, a lot of you guys are probably saying, like, well, isn't a little bit early to be doing that? And I totally 100% agree. We're not going to, you know, go over every single Ranger free agent and every single possible free agent that there might be around the league. I just want to focus in on one area here, and that is finding a center who can win at least half of his face-offs. Because as you guys know, anybody who's been listening to this show for any amount of time, and anybody who might be a new listener, you're going to find out pretty fast as well. Uh, I'm big on face-off wins, and that's only kind of... Uh my concern for faceoff wins has only increased over these past couple seasons where the Rangers have centers who just aren't very good on the die. And I'm not talking bad about guys like Mika Zibanejad, guys like Ryan Strom. They, they bring a lot of good things to the table, but one area where neither one of them is good and one area where no Ranger center on the team is very good is winning faceoffs. And my whole thing here is I realize there weren't a ton of centers available in free agency this past offseason. I didn't want the Rangers to reach for somebody, overextend, and overpay a fairly mediocre center. But my thing is, 
it can't be that hard to find somebody who you think is going to win 50% or more than 50% of his faceoffs and get him on your team. Because it's not like guys who are good at faceoffs end up breaking the bank just for that one skill alone and end up with these, you know, six-year contracts where they're being paid $7 million a season. It's not like that. You should be able to find somebody for fairly cheap, maybe even six figures, who is a bottom six forward but just happens to be at least average or hopefully, uh, you know, fairly good at winning faceoffs. And right now, unfortunately, the Rangers don't have anybody on the team who fits that description. So I wanted to look ahead at next year's free agent class. Let's look at the centers and let's find a couple of guys who we think could be affordable or maybe even some higher price guys, but just centers who can win faceoffs, who we feel good about uh, their chances of winning on the dot. One name that I'll kind of just toss out there as a possibility, I don't really see this happening, but I just wanted to at least float the possibility out there, is going to be David Krejci. As we all know, Krejci has been with the Boston Bruins for the last 700 years, and he's been a very productive player with them over that time. He's 35 years old, so that's kind of strike one because, you know, I'm not necessarily against the Rangers bringing uh, a veteran or two, but for the most part, you want to have a young team. Uh, but you know what? If you want some veteran leadership, maybe Krejci is worth at least a look. Now, he's currently making $7.25 million. I don't think the Rangers would spend that much on Krejci. But at the same time, now that he's older, 35 years old, I don't think he's going to make nearly that amount of money next season. But if you wanted to bring in somebody who, you know, just kind of a hard-nosed player and who's good at faceoffs, uh, maybe Krejci is worth at least uh, a look if you're the Rangers. His career faceoff win percentage is 50.9. Again, it doesn't really jump off the page, but it's more than half. And just to have that little bit of a psychological edge, uh, I think would be nice. He's at 56% this year, by the way. Obviously, that's a small sample size because we're only a couple games into the season. But yeah, Krejci, a guy who's fairly good on the dot. But at the same time, I don't know if I see this being a fit. I get the feeling Boston will end up probably bringing him back. Another guy I could toss out there as far as another big name, maybe Travis Zajac. And I realize, you know... You could pretty much just copy and paste everything I just said about Krejci and apply it to Zajac. The only difference is that Zajac has spent his entire career with the New Jersey Devils. I'm not sure what the situation is there, if he'll be moving on or not. He's also a player who's a little bit older than maybe the Rangers would want to bring in. Uh, he's 35 years old, but for his career, he's been a really, really good faceoff man. He This year, he's only at 41.8%, but I chalked that up to, obviously, a very small sample size. Every other season in his career... Uh, he's been at 50% or better. In fact, the worst season that he ever had on the dot was his rookie season in 2007-2008, where he won 51.2% of his faceoffs. For his career, he's at 53.8. So somebody who's kind of a beast on the faceoff circle. And as recently as 2018-2019, Zajac won 58.2% of his faceoffs. So this is somebody who knows what he's doing out there and uh, somebody who, you know, if for no other reason... Just to bring somebody in who's good on the face-off circle and also have a veteran presence, maybe you could talk to Travis Zajac if you could lure him away from the Devils. But uh, those are kind of pipe dreams a little bit, I think, getting somebody like Krejci away from the Bruins or getting somebody like Zajac away from the Devils. You never know what can happen. But now we're going to dive into some uh, lesser-known names, but guys who I think could maybe uh, come to the Rangers at a very affordable cost and maybe just fill out the bottom six and somebody you could put on the ice in a spot where you really need a face-off win. If you want to go to sort of the opposite end of the spectrum and find somebody who would be very, very affordable, a uh, name I could throw out there for you guys is Eric Halla of the Nashville Predators, who is just making $1.75 million this season. Not as old as the other guys either. He's just 29 years old. And somebody who has excelled on the face-off circle. He's at 51.2% 
for his career. Uh, this season, 51%. Again, that's in limited playing time, though. It's only 61 face-offs, so take that with a grain of salt. But last season, uh, a career best on the face-off circle, 54% success rate. So, you know, Eric Halla, you want to fill out the bottom six, uh, kind of a hard-nosed player as well, and somebody who can get you a face-off win in a big spot. There are a couple of other options as well, but I'm going to be totally honest with you guys right now. I just had an absolutely crazy day today, and I'm kind of running out of time to get this episode live uh, before the Rangers play the Capitals tonight. I definitely want to do that, so going to cut it a little bit shorter than usual here today. Uh, the only other note, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up here is the fact that the Rangers will be rocking the Lady Liberty jerseys tonight, so that's awesome. It's been a long time since we've seen the Lady Liberties, and I can't be the only one who finds it a little bit ironic that... One of the most vocal proponents for bringing back the Lady Liberty jerseys this season just happened to be Tony D'Angelo. He was very vocal about it on Twitter, amongst other things that he's vocal about on Twitter. And uh, unfortunately for D'Angelo, obviously it didn't work out with the Rangers this season, and uh, he's not going to get a chance to wear the Lady Liberty jersey, at least not as a player for the New York Rangers. But yeah, this is going to be the first time that the Rangers have worn the Lady Liberty jerseys in almost 14 years. The last time they did so was March 19th, 2007. Yarmir Yager recorded the game-winning goal in the final minutes of a 2-1 to win for the Rangers on that night. But yeah, it's going to be cool to see. Uh, maybe it brings a change of fortune for the Rangers this season, although that's not even really accurate because in the last three games for the Rangers, they actually have five points. So it does seem like they're starting to turn things in the right direction. And uh, fingers crossed for a big win tonight because the Rangers have three days off right after this game tonight, and so it'd be really nice to go into a little bit of a lengthy break here uh, with a victory and having won three out of your last four games and having got seven out of a possible total of eight points. That would be fantastic if the Rangers could pull that off tonight. But that's going to do it for today, guys. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.